Hi and welcome to Ego Netcast. I am Martin Lindeskog and uh, today I will talk to Elaine Smith here. I'm reading from your profile here. Blogger, podcaster, YouTuber, social media diva. Show your support on Patreon and get access to premium content on patreon.com forward slash Elaine. You're from Philadelphia also, from basicblogtips.com. I have it on, on your Twitter profile here. Hello. Hi. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for having me, Martin. Good. How are things in Philly? Actually, it's rather warm today, considering that we're in the midst of winter. It's actually um, going to be in the 40s. Wow. our temperature here so yep. it's normally in the 20s and i think yesterday it was uh in the 20s and then one day this past week it was when what they call the wind chill factor of about minus four or something like that so today is warm <laughs> wow and then we will have a warm welcome here starting out with saying a sponsor message today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash ego netcast. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle or MP3 player. Do you listen to audiobooks, Eileen? Actually, I just... Uh, started with an audio book and I just signed up for Audible hmm? because I'm a big Amazon person. I'm always on Amazon. Yep. And I know that not too long ago they purchased Audible. Yep. And so I would see the little reminder notice at the bottom of the screen sometimes, you know, to get on Audible. And I just thought that it was all in the same account, but you kind of, it's not a really a separate account, but in a way, it is. You go in through a different log on. So uh, I actually posted up on Google Plus which of these two books that I was considering listening to. And one was um, Joe Polizzi's uh, Epic Content. And the other one was from Anne Handley. Mm -hmm. And uh, most people voted because I wasn't sure which one I wanted to go with. And everybody kind of voted and the votes leaned more toward Joe Polizzi. So I started with his book first. But I will definitely get to Anne Hanley's because I get one free book a month or something like that. See, I'm a huge fan of podcasts and podcasting. So I'm constantly consuming content, yep. audio content. So the Audible books are really a, a perfect fit for me. That's great. Great to hear. And uh... I think our listeners could have that also and uh, enjoy it. Uh, I, I know it's pretty popular in, in America due to, I mean, Amazon and so on. And here in Europe, it's, uh, I mean, you have other alternatives also, but it's becoming more and more popular, uh, Audible. Yeah, so, so I'm looking forward to Anne. As a matter of fact, I didn't mention Anne's, the name of Anne's book. It's yeah. Everybody Writes. Everybody writes. So, yeah, so <laughs> Great. I think that'll be a perfect follow-up for uh, Joe Polizzi's epic content. Epic content. Great. So, uh, and then I will pronounce the name now again. It's Smith, last name, and 
It's Eileen. Eileen, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and my podcast as well as my YouTube channel are both Miss Eileen Speaks. Yeah. And uh, you're good at speaking. I watched several of your YouTube videos and uh, enjoy them very much. So it's it's uh, short and sweet and basic blog tips and good stuff. So Thank you. What's happening in your life right now with work, projects, hobbies, etc.? Well, with uh, with my blog, basic blog tips, I am just continuing to put up content. I am constantly uh, getting new guest authors on that blog, which is very great for making connections and really getting to know people. And I also, you know, share some of my own content there as well. And then there's the podcast, which is the Miss Eileen Speaks dot, and it's yeah, Miss Eileen Speaks dot com. And uh, I haven't done a podcast episode in a while, but I've been getting interviewed, so mm. <laughs> I'm still out there in podcast land. It's just that uh, it's, I think it's been a couple of months, but I'll do one again soon. And then I've really been concentrating a lot more on YouTube and posting videos a little bit more frequently just to see if that really builds the audience the way everyone says it does. Mm -hmm. And it has. It has been working quite, quite well for me. So well, in fact, that I decided that I was going to start uh, a course with Udemy yeah. about building an engaged audience on YouTube. And so that's the latest thing. I actually got inspired by my friend Rob Cobbin and uh, also Lisa Irby, who are Udemy's instructors as well. And it's a whole new world because they have Facebook groups and um, other places where Udemy instructors are doing a lot of networking and connecting with one another. So I'm meeting all kinds of new people. There are just so many content creators out there. And you think you know everybody, but then you get into something and it's like a whole new world of people. So it's very exciting for me because I love meeting new people. Yeah, that's great to hear. How, how would you explain what Udemy is for a layman or person who haven't done so much online education? Udemy is an online learning platform very similar to lynda.com mm. but i will say that the topics are a little more specific lynda.com has uh, traditionally because i've been using lynda.com since probably 2007 or 2008 and it started off with a lot of photoshop and adobe products and maybe some microsoft office things and a lot for designers and things like that. But now lynda.com is starting to branch out into marketing, more and social media and all of that. But Udemy is a little bit of everything. It could be parenting or voice lessons, uh, eBay, you know, e-commerce, all kinds of topics, all kinds of 
software development and things like that. And now with the mobile revolution that's going on, how to write mobile apps and things like that. So Udemy is a lot more specific to some of the new technologies that may not be quite as popular or well-known as something that's on lynda.com. So that's kind of like a movement that I see happening here because we also have a site called Skill Feed, which I'm also using. I'm putting courses up there as well. And then there's Skillshare, there's Coursera. There's just so many. I've started like losing track of all the different platforms that you can use for online learning. But the difference, I'll just compare the difference with Udemy and lynda.com and Skillshare, Skillfeed. Udemy, you pay per course. Now you can go on there and sign up with your Facebook or, you know, you don't even have to set up an account. Like I, I think I still have my Facebook as my sign in. But and there's a lot of free courses out there as well. But what happens with um, SkillFeed is that you pay a subscription, a monthly subscription, similar to Lynda.com. So that's the difference. The difference is the, building, the business model and how those platforms charge you. Because you can get a course on Udemy for $9.00. But you can also get a course for $499. So they're just as common. <laughs> Whereas, I, you know, I kind of prefer the skill feed thing or in Ninja.com where you pay a monthly subscription and then just go in there. You can learn anything you want. But that's just, you know, different business models. Yeah. And do, do you think this will change or, or have changed uh the education system and, and uh, colleges, universities, extra courses, uh, and so on. But, um, well, the unif well, this is another thing. Um, years ago, I think MIT was one of the first universities. It, it may just be that it's the first one that I know about. Mm -hmm. They started uh, something called Open Courseware. Yeah. where you could go and take college classes. Now, you were only given access to the lectures, the recorded lectures. You weren't given access to the course materials. You know, the instructor doesn't grade your papers that you hand in or anything like that. But you're able to be exposed to the material through video lectures. So I really think that... A lot of universities are finding that using that model of exposing people to what they could have access to on the university level through online learning. And that's why you even have some universities like, you know, that are strictly all done online. Hmm. And so I, I definitely see that moving now if that actually moves the needle in terms of people not going to college, that still remains to be seen because right now, just face it, in, in the U.S. market anyway, most of these job descriptions now, they want you to have a college degree. 
because there's just so many degreed people here. Like mm. even I, because I actually have a full time job, mm. and I've been there for thirty one years. Okay, I love my job. I'm not planning on leaving, but through the years, I've seen even the entry level positions, clerks, customer service people. You need a college degree. And it's not that you really need a college degree to do the job. It's just that there's so many applicants. Mm. So why not just, you know, put that up there that you got to have a college degree in order to apply. And then that way, once the person gets into a, a position there, they can easily move up to the other higher level positions where you do need that degree to do your job. So it, it remains to be seen how long it would take to transition away from the traditional, you know, university programs. But I definitely see the blend, you know, of that mixture of having that online learning experience and people being able to catapult themselves into their own businesses and things like that just from doing stuff, even what they call YouTube university, mm. <laughs> you know, people are taking advantage of the opportunity to learn things that you weren't really given the access to before the internet. You know, you could go to the library, but then even when you were in the library, some of the books were already old. So just being able to have access to new technology, Sometimes it's free, sometimes it's not, but it's available to you right in your living room. Yeah, and that's great. And I think also for small business owners and solo entrepreneurs and others that they could develop at their spare time or when at their convenience could be great. And you, you could improve your skills and, and, and knowledge all the time. Absolutely. Uh, but when you say, as uh, as you mentioned, uh, Udemy and others, they are uh, like a almost a uh, whole new world with, as I said, uh, um, different groups and, and pages and marketing and internal things. And uh, so it's a learning experience there. Yes. Yep. So what more uh, do you do uh, with with products or uh, or things in in your pipeline that you want to tell us well, about? Yes, actually there is an ebook in the works with uh my friend Deborah Anderson. She and I are working on an ebook and it, it's related to Triber. Hmm. And for people who may not be familiar with Triber, it's a, a network for bloggers who want to have their content amplified and people join different tribes and those people share each other's content. So there's a lot of nuances and tips and tricks. And because I'm a big fan of the platform and so is Deborah, so we decided to collaborate on an ebook and hopefully that will be out maybe by the summer. Mm. And uh, I think we'll do this to how do you say stick out? I will stick out my neck on my own show um, already, uh, because I'm very interested in words and and concepts. And when I first heard the word tribe and triber, um, 
I thought it was. I mean, they had. They, how do they spell it? Is it two R's or three two, R's? Two uh, R's at the end. Yeah, okay. that's what I mean. <laughs> and uh, I heard... So it's not the real world tribe, and luckily I think so in, in a way. But it's the con connotation to it, and I know that Seth Godin's have talked about it to find your own tribe and so on. Uh, but in my view, in, in ideas, a tribe is like a collective and so on. And sometimes it, that you could follow it, it blindly. So uh, around half time, and we, we could already talk about that now, about the trader principle that you do exchange like individual by individual f uh, on a voluntarily exchange. But of course, you could then group together also voluntarily that, for example, in your area that the video video bloggers uh, join forces together and and do things or as we talked about before uh, uh, the recording here and also in your bio profile uh, the service patron that i have joined also and also you have become a patron of of my work and i have become a patron of your work and we do it that Voluntarily, it's no nobody's forcing us. Uh, the challenge there, how do you see that we do it, uh, labor of love, but we we want to be valued in a way also. How how would you see that in in the future that you really value um, other people's work and how you could exchange this in different ways, like a patron donation or in this case with the as I said. Um, special name triber then that you could <laughs> jointly uh, join forces and and help each other voluntarily not that you have to but you want to do it yeah you, well you mentioned one thing there that i want to talk about and that is the youtube collaborations mm -hmm. and and there is a youtube channel that i'm a big fan of and this girl's name is Renee Christine. Mm. She has the most brightest, bubbliest personality. And she's very, very funny on camera. And so I followed her for a very long time. But she also encourages moms. And her, um, her website is Rich Mom Business. Mm. And so she encourages moms you know, and people who have Etsy stores and things like that. And she has little communities on her site as well. And I just always admired her for being, you know, so creative with the way she does her videos. She mm. does characters and she dresses up in different costumes. I mean, she's hilarious. Yeah. And so one day we're in a different network and the network that she and I are both in is called the Social Buzz Club. Mm -hmm. And so one day we were, I'm not sure if we were on a hangout or if we were commenting back and forth on each other's videos. And she said, let's do something together. And we did. And it was just like a real blast for me because we weren't in the same room. I recorded my part and pretended like I was looking over at her. Mm -hmm. And then she filled in with her part with all the funny stuff. And, you know, she likes cheese whiz and she'll take a can of cheese Whiz and fill her mouth up with cheese Whiz. Oh, she's hilarious. And so <laughs> she's just, and so we did this collaboration together without really even being in the same room or doing it at the same time. I think I recorded my piece about two or three weeks before she filled in with her piece. 
and she has a video editor to splice it all together. And <clears throat> we actually did two versions, one for my channel and one for her channel. And it just worked out great. And it was a great experience. And I think that a lot of people, sometimes people are a little closed in. They just want everything to themselves. But I think that people will find that when they collaborate with each other and like we, like you and I do with, with the Patreon thing and yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, like we're doing now on this podcast and it, you know, you work together with people, you can get so much more done and it's also a lot funner <laughs> yeah, so that you're not working in silos. Yeah. And then there's also, when you think about Patreon, also think about crowdfunding mm -hmm. and, you, you know, you've got this Kickstarter and Indiegogo and all these other places. There's this one uh, Kickstarter, I think it was, that just happened recently where a guy from, I think it was from The Onion or something like that, he wanted to only make like $20,000 and yet he made a million dollars <laughs> like in the first 24 hours. Some crazy numbers. I don't even have all the numbers down packed because I, I heard it on a podcast and I was in a car driving. I didn't get a chance to actually go look it up. But it's just like there's just so many ways that people can support you and support your work. And it's all based on your personality and you know, making those connections with people and people realizing how, you know, we are so connected and we don't have to be always worrying about big brands and what they're doing and, you know, what McDonald's did last week and what Procter & Gamble is doing next week. It's about people and we can collaborate with each other. We can support each other and we can all do our own thing. We don't have to depend on the big guys, so to speak. Yeah, and uh, I mean, that's good. And what, what I do, because I want to have this show as a food for thought and uh, like a thoughtful uh, discussion and uh, that you tinker about things and, and um, chew things. Uh, and it's interesting. Uh, I call it sometimes jokely to my friends because I'm for a free market and without the free market, uh, these kind of things like uh, Kickstarter and other would not be able to survive with That's technology right. and others. And also that you, I, I, I say that I'm for free market and for entrepreneurship and also for the capitalist society, but I'm a poor capitalist myself, but I still support um, the entrepreneurs and others that have been successful because I know that this is this only system that is moral and practical. And then it's funny to see, like I talked to Miranda here um, uh, before and had an interview and her favorite book here was Millionaire's Fast Lane by M.G. Mm. DeMarco. And then you mentioned here uh, what, Rich Mom, uh, that, uh, that was her show, Rich. Yeah, like, rich uh, Mom Business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, 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 I think it's a bit uh, funny and also a bit... Uh, how, how do you say interesting that it's okay to say it's it's okay to be a millionaire and to to live a good life and or or to be rich that's that's nothing bad and also this new lifestyle that you could make a buck but you could also make as this onion thing <laughs> instead of twenty thousand it it may be a million or whatever right and, and that's very that's fascinating. And that's what I want to spread, but we have now 
done uh, uh, I mean promoting spreading the good word for Patreon maybe you and I will, will, will not get the, the big dollars fair but if we could get now and then uh, for a cup of tea or for an, uh, to buy new equipment or, or whatever it is that will uh, work along in a good way and one thing could lead to another that's right so, so uh, please repeat again then uh, where people could find you on uh, Patreon and, and watch your things because you have a special deal there also that uh, we will include in the show notes Okay. Um, okay. Before we, I do that, I have to correct something because it actually is the oatmeal. Oatmeal, yeah, yeah. The oatmeal, yeah, not the onion. I, I know him. He, I, he's, I'm glad. I, <laughs> he's funny like uh, onion, but it's oatmeal. Yeah, it's I know. Oatmeal, yeah. right? And so I'm glad I looked it up before we got off because I don't want that to stay in the recording. <laughs> no, that's okay. And we will put so. <laughs> we will put both onion and oatmeal in the link. Show notes. Yeah, that's right. So, okay, this is what my Patreon, and just, I'm, I'm going to kind of be a little tedious here and spell that out because a lot of times Please. when you hear stuff, especially if you're driving, you're listening to this podcast, it's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. So it's Patreon.com. And then my name is pronounced Eileen, but it's spelled unusual compared to most people it's i-l-e-a-n-e so i'll say it one more time i-l-e-a-n-e so it's patreon.com slash eileen and when there's a couple of levels that you can donate of course you can donate as much as you want but it's a monthly uh donation and uh you can do it at, at the one dollar level or the five dollar level and one of the things that I offer to anyone who becomes a patron is free access to my Udemy course. Now, my Udemy course right now is selling at $79. As I add more videos to that course, the price is going to go up. And I'm also going to post additional Udemy courses. I definitely want to do one on social media. I'll probably do one on that is a result of the book after Deborah and I write the book. That'll be on Triber. There's one I'm going to do on uh, images for your social media and how to make better images yeah. and so forth. And anyone who's a patron on Patreon will have access to all of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and they won't have to pay the price over at Udemy. Yeah, that's a great deal. And uh yeah, you could also because you now I'm a patron of you, uh, and uh, then if I click on patreon.com forward slash lyceum, then they could see who is uh, a patron giving me uh, support and who I'm supporting. So you could come go there to others also. So that's neat. That's yeah, right. I, and you know what? Uh, that reminds me. One thing I do want to mention because you and I met on a similar uh, site where bloggers get together and support each other, and that's Biz Sugar. That's and correct. We've been members of that site for years, and I remember when I first heard about it, and then I talked to Anita Campbell a few times via email, and it's a great way to collaborate. And if it wasn't for Biz Sugar, I think it's fair to say that you and I probably would not have met. Yeah, and <laughs> you I, know? 
and I thank you for doing this plug because I didn't ask you to do it and I, I, I'm one of the moderators there of this sugar and I'm very happy about that community there and the site and belonging to the small business trends group of sites so and you are right there because you follow along and you comment and you you get news and information and share things and learn things uh, so it's a great exchange voluntarily really and freely is. so you're right there and thanks for mentioning that and uh, that people could check out biz sugar and you're very good at pronouncing and spelling so you could spell that out also for the <laughs> listeners that's, that's b-i-z-s-u-g-a-r yeah. biz sugar <laughs> correct so so that that's great and I, I say i will repeat it again it's a great value and offer from you that they could get this if i become a patron of your works um in my case if people will support me I will send them uh, extra material and so on and also shout out the links and I have set up a bit like a funny thing also like oatmeal or onion style humor <laughs> if I get like uh, what have I put like $50 per per episode or per month I will eat a chili pepper a hot chili pepper on Ooh. video <laughs> uh, because I like uh, spicy food but it's more like a fun thing right uh, and, and and if I give uh, more, I also if I give like fifty dollars, I will uh, all included, and I will send my own tea blend to the listeners, so they could enjoy a nice cup of uh, copper of tea and listen to podcasts. And that's the funny thing. I mean, you could do all kind of perks and gifts in a in a humorous and a light-hearted way, uh, mm-hmm. because we will still will continue doing what we are doing even if we don't get any patronage or, or support that way. But we don't say no to it, and we appreci- appreciate it very much. Have, have you watched that, uh, and I could include that in the show notes, watched that video by one of the founders um, called Internet is Awesome? Actually, I did watch that, and it's been a while, and since I consume so much content, I can't remember <laughs> no, the video. And, uh, I, I can't, uh, and you are very good at pronunciation, so I would put that in show notes, but it's called like uh, Pomp, or oh, it, it's hard to say it, it's a long uh, b- uh, music band name, okay. something with Pomp, uh, and uh, one of the founders there, uh, of a band, a band member, he is founder of Patreon. Oh, so, okay. so they use their own service in order to support their uh, music interest and their passion and, and, and so on. But because they have seen that, have you seen that? Because you have an impressive number of visitors on YouTube. May I ask, uh, do you earn a good deal of money v- through Google AdSense or is it in other ways you getting um, paid in some way for all your work on YouTube? Because well, I... I wouldn't say that I earn a good deal of money, but, you know, it covers a little of my expenses, you know. And so I think it's a good way to go ahead and monetize your YouTube. But then 
There's other people. It depends upon what you're using YouTube for. Mm. And basically, for me, I'm basically just educating people and giving away free content. Mm. Of course, it also builds my authority. And people say, okay, wow, she's great. I'll go check out her website. I'll follow her on Instagram or on on Twitter or or whatever. How how many downloads did you have or uh, views on YouTube? It was an impressive number there. Right now, I'm I'm a little over 300,000. Maybe there's 350,000 by now. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with my results that I'm getting because, remember, I'm doing video tutorials. Mm. I'm not... Um, you know, there's a lot of people that are doing much more entertaining things. Yeah. I'm basically like I like I said, to watch cat videos. Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm up to three hundred and forty one thousand views on yeah. my YouTube. And I have uh, there's probably close to two hundred videos on there. Mm. There every now and then I'll find an old one and I'm like, oh my god, that video is so outdated. But I'll just make it unlisted. I won't delete it hmm. so that I'll keep those views on my view count. Yeah. And, you know, people have gotten a good value out of my YouTube channel. And, and it really is a great way for people to get to know me because, you know, remember, YouTube is the number two search engine. Yeah, so it's owned it, by Google. So. Yeah, and people that come there are looking at how to do something. And if you want to know how to do something on social media, like in the last few uh, weeks, I've been doing a lot of Pinterest videos. So if you're interested in Pinterest, I've done videos to even show you how to use their advertising platform. I've showed you how to move your pens around from different boards and delete pens. And, you know, I've just done a lot on Pinterest. I've showed how you can use Viral Tag, which is a great service that you can add multiple Pinterest accounts to. And then I've done videos on YouTube, on the YouTube platform, how to use it, how to make videos, how to use uh, the insights and oh, well actually they call it an youtube analytics now mm-hmm. how to get the most out of the analytics and i even talk about the adsense program a lot on my channel as well but you know so there, i have a little bit of everything there <laughs> as far as tutorials are concerned so when it comes to tutorials and i'm not using any promote any ads to promote my videos a lot of times you'll see people with these really high view counts mm. and they got them really fast. And you look at the video and it's like, that's kind of boring. It might be informative, but it's boring. And then I, it, it dawned on me because everybody's talking about it now. They're buying uh, YouTube ads because YouTube ads are mm-hmm. very, are relatively inexpensive, mm. but I haven't done any of that. And I probably could get a lot more views if I did, because my videos are pretty good. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. I get feedback from people all the time. I'm not just saying that I get people telling me all the time. This is exactly what I needed. Thanks so much. I was wondering how to do such and such a thing. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that I could do that. Oh, you know, so I hear that kind of stuff all the time. That's why video is one of you know really my number one favorite platform as far as teaching people how to do stuff even though with a blog you you know you have to as a blogger if you've been blogging for a while you have to know that most people are not reading 
your whole blog post. Mm. They that's why they tell you to put in headlines and all that. People may skim. Mm. They'll look at the headlines and they'll say, "Okay, I really do want to know about that section." They may read that section, but for somebody to actually read an entire blog post is an anomaly. That happens less often than <laughs> you know. But with a video, either they watch the video or they don't. So it's kind of like the ones that do watch through or they'll get to the part where, okay, I knew how to do that little part. I just need to know how to do this little trick she's going to show. That's, you know, where I get a lot of the consumption of my videos. And I think that people are really appreciative of the videos more than they are of blog posts. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I've been a long-time blogger, but that's, how I want to develop also with the podcast that you could listen whenever you want uh, when you're doing other things also. Yeah, and everybody... And then you could, of course, include it in a blog post because we have heard about the so-called death of blogging and, and then it was video for a time, and but it's your own hub and your own place. Right. So I think <laughs> blogging will stick around, but it will come in different flavors and, and directions and you could... Uh, focus on different kind of um, content, how you consume the content. That's right. And everybody has their favorite way of learning something. You know, and for me, it's always been video. But I also love the audio because the audio allows you to multitask. So, you know, like I said, I listen to podcasts in the car on the way to work. And even with the audio books, like from Audible, I can listen to them when I'm taking a break from the computer and I may be laying across the bed or just sitting up in my chair, but I can do something else or I could be cleaning the house, Hmm. but I could still consume that audio content. And with a a written blog post or even a book or even a Kindle book, you really have to be devoted to just doing that. (laughs) So yeah, it's, it's all about what your preference is. And that's why I think it's wonderful for content creators to produce different formats of content because you reach different audiences based on people's preferred learning styles. Hmm. How uh, I will have a like follow up two questions there. How do you uh, make it fresh if you and and update it with a twist if you have same content but in different platforms and different uh, how to say um, yeah how you view it. And also, do you have tips for me, like a podcast with audio? I will continue with audio, but I'm thinking of doing uh, audiovisual and uh, uh, video also. But I, I want to do it not only to because I have a possibility to do it. I want to have add some extra value. I, I have this interest in tea, so I have done some uh, tea ceremonies or, or uh, tea tasting, kappa tasting mm-hmm. uh, and then it could be interesting to see the tea and how you when you pour it and compare it with others and so on um, and then of course it's a bit technical to do it if you do everything yourself to to video camera and record it and pour <laughs> at the same time and so on mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that, that's also but I have seen I mean video loggers also doing it but then you could have sometimes to joke two talking heads uh, sitting besides each other and you wonder why do we need to see them 
is it any additional value or extra information like it could be a facial expressions it could be gestures but it could also be that you show something on a sh whiteboard or or uh, you do some how to say uh, instructional videos or something like that because right now in with call recorder i could have used um, we could have done it on skype with also video and uh, we could have it and you could decide if you want to have a both uh, persons like the guest and the interior and the same or only the guest for example so i will play around with it and now lately i will uh, get this uh, additional version with uh, because i have a mac but you could do it on facetime also so do you have any comments and thoughts about that yes i think that it's good to mix it up and if but if you're going to your th my thoughts on you doing the T-Channel, I think that would be very interesting because the visual aspect of it is not just the um, where you're having the tea or making the tea and pouring the tea, but it could also include the different types of mugs or, mm. or teacups that you're using or the different types of sweeteners or anything that you may add. Mm. So that may add the vi visual interest. And as far as doing it on location, if you're going to a tea house or something like that, you can, if you don't have someone to help you, you can use, they have the GoPro cameras, you know, you mm -hmm. strap it onto your forehead or something. Yeah. And, you know, that way you can bring that element in. But I do think that, and Google Hangouts on Air is one of those platforms that really demonstrates this, that being able to look someone in the eye mm. virtually, even though you can't see them, you're looking at your camera, mm. <laughs> they can see you. And I think that makes that connection there as well. So I that's why um, even one of the things I did on my YouTube channel was I do a lot of screencasts, but it was my friend Lisa Irby from Two Creator Website who encouraged me, not just me, she put a challenge out there to all of her subscribers to get on camera because she wanted to know why people are scared to get on camera. She mm. wanted to help people get over that not being on camera. And this was back in the day when YouTube used to have video replies. They don't do that anymore. Mm. But that was my very first time getting on camera. And I know a lot of her followers, it was their first time as well. And it brought out a different side of us because we were able to vent, get that off our chest. Okay, this is why I don't like getting on camera. Like for me, it was, okay, I might have a bad hair day or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> so we got it out. And then now, so what I do now is I mix it up. Mm. A lot of times I'll get on camera at the beginning of the video and then I'll do the screencast and then I'll get on camera at the end. Mm. Okay. So, you know, that way... The, the screencast is there, but then that also helps with making the connection. And I admit that I started getting more followers because people, I think they also think of me as a teacher. Mm. So kind of when they see me, that even makes reminds them more of their, you know, their elementary school or their high school <laughs> teacher because they can really see what I look like and they, you know, they can see my gestures and all of that. So I think it does, it is helpful if, even if it's a talking head video, I think it's good that people get 
to see a little bit more of your personality hmm. and they get a little bit. So I, I always advise anybody who has a podcast to still use video to promote that podcast. Yeah. You know, so you could do something like that too, just to post something up on YouTube, just to say, you know, Maybe before every episode or something or every few episodes, you could say, this week, I'm going to be talking to Eileen Smith from Miss mm. Eileen Speaks. Be sure to tune in to the podcast and here's the link below, blah, blah, blah. And just so that you also attracting that extra audience from YouTube, you can also embed that into your blog post. Mm. And, you know, at the same time, you're still sticking with your audio content, but it's an extra way. And Instagram is another way that's good for this. And I've yeah. done this on Instagram a few times. It's great because it's only 15 seconds. Hmm. So, you know, you get on there. And what I did a couple times, I uh, promoted my uh, an upcoming YouTube video. Hmm. And actually what happened was I was recording something and it was really a blooper. Yeah, I was but thinking, I, you're reading yeah. my mind because I was thinking of saying that that could be one use of the really video. A it was really a blooper, but it was maybe about 20 seconds long. So when I put it on on Instagram, I put it up the 15 seconds before the blooper part, and then it kind of like cut in the middle of my sentence, and then that made people interested, or you know, they thought it was funny or amusing because it was like. In this video, I'm going to show you how you can. <laughs> and then that was the end of the video. And yeah. then I, was, I just told people, be sure to come over to my YouTube channel. And it keeps people on Instagram in the mind frame that, okay, we know this girl has, you know, posts all these inspirational things on Instagram. But she's also a blogger and she's got YouTube. Hmm. So whenever I'm on YouTube, I will look her up or whatever. So, you know. And a lot of my friends on Instagram, they already know me anyway. So yeah. <laughs> That's a great tip. Thanks uh, for that. Uh, I will think about it because I was thinking of the blooper thing or some extra material because I will have a standalone app for my po podcast here in, in uh -huh. the near future through Libsyn. So yes. that you could add extra material and then, then video could be one thing or, or PDFs or some other things. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's a very good thing and I, I like Instagram a lot I, I start, I, I'm not so often on camera myself but I've started now will do it and that could be an inspiration or tip from Chris Brogan because he said he, he takes his selfies uh, now and then and I mean you, you get then this connection uh, so you, you could do, do that and then you as I said you could use Instagram for a short video clip also so that yeah. was a great tip could you explain that also a bit about because that i would uh, either take a udemy course or one of your youtube uh, video clip or something like that how you do a screencast and what kind of different tools it's out there could you explain that a little bit what the screencast yeah. is and how you could use it yes actually i use a tool called screencast-o-matic and I used a pro version, but guess what? It's only $15. In fact, I taught my daughter how to use it this morning because mm. <laughs> she wants to start doing classes on Udemy. So it's, um, you could just extract that video, you download the MP3 file. And like I said, if I'm going to put it up on 
uh, Instagram, I use an app for and because I'm an Android person, mm-hmm. I use an app called AirDroid, and AirDroid lets me take any kind of files that are on my computer and put them onto my phone. You know, through through Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. so I don't have to, uh, you know, plug in my phone and transfer files that way. So you do it all in the cloud. <clears throat> And so that's what I use. And then there's also ScreenFlow. That's another one that I have. I haven't used it as much. I used it a couple times for intros. But uh, because Screencast-O-Matic is just drop-dead simple, I just use that. And But you can do you can use anything if you've got uh, – you can use what's native on your computer, iMovie. Hmm. Or if you're on a PC, it would be Windows Media player or, or windows media recorder i think it's called but you know there's so many ways that you can easily record an mp3 file you can even do it on youtube youtube lets you record from your webcam mm-hmm. and you can even do that on your phone as well you know you can there's a youtube capture app i think for on your iphone and uh, I, I'm not sure how it works on Android, but there's tons of recording apps that you can get to just go ahead and record yourself. And then, you know, you can use them on Instagram or, or what have you. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, great, great uh, tips there. So what do you have any future plans? And also uh, leading up to that, Suggestion on uh, topics and future guests. Who would you want to listen to? Oh, on your show? Wow. I I really enjoyed your interview with Pierre, and I enjoyed your interview with Sandrine as well. And um, I would, and I, it's been a while. I think you were on Blog Talk Radio back when yeah. you interviewed. So I've uh, done this long journey also. So when you said uh, I haven't done a podcast for a couple of months, uh, don't worry. I mean, that's uh, <laughs> uh, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I, I like Blog Talk Radio also. but uh, And I think they that this is what I like as a social media evangelist, like to talk about because I have some experience since starting in 2006 with podcasting and blogging in 2002. Uh, it's it, development involvement and you could pick and choose different platforms so I've, I've tested several of them uh, mm-hmm. but now I, I using Libsyn as a host it was mainly you could find others and that we discussed uh, Palle, Fried Svensson and I um, but what I like with them is they, they have been in the podcast movement for a long time they have been a supplier vendor for a long time they really are passionate about uh, this uh, platform and media and, and so on so yeah. it, it's great um, to, to see that yes. but it, it's I very good that too. you have had experience from other platforms also and also that you always look at them and see what what they are doing next and so on so yes. uh, for example I've been using SoundCloud but that often I do that after I have uploaded and so on and then uh, maybe some days after or a week after I upload that too. I I do that because I use Lipson as well, but I also use SoundCloud. Mm. And I there's another service called Spreaker that I yeah, use. I haven't tested that one yet. Uh, and Audio Tool. It used to be called Audio Boo yeah. FM. 
But now it's audio tool. I actually like them a a little bit better than SoundCloud. But I know that most when I and when I say that I like them better, I mean that it's much more affordable. Yeah. But of course, Lipson should be your primary feed. And if uh, for some reason you don't like Lipson, there's Blueberry, Mm. and that's just Blueberry without the letter E in it. (laughs) And you know those are two. Uh, hosting services because a lot of people don't realize that when you have a blog, you should not use your blog host, your web host like HostGator or mm. or Bluehost for your podcast. You need to have a media host mm. for your audio podcast. So I would always recommend Libsyn and then Blueberry. But these other platforms are ways to get more exposure. So you could take those same files after, like Martin said, after you've already uploaded to Libsyn and maybe after it's on iTunes for a while, then you can put it on SoundCloud. You can put it on MixCloud is another one that's really mm-hmm. fun. And then, like I said, Spreaker and then Audioboo or Audio Tool, I think it's called now. Mm. And uh, there's a couple of others that I would just give them a try because they all have audiences and um, they're, they're good to just have your your files in another place that you can, one of the things like, for example, with SoundCloud, they're very shareable and they're also playable on Google+. Mm. And that might be something that Lipson's working on one day. Yeah. But right now they do do have it on where it will play on Facebook. And, um, you know, I don't know what Twitter's coming out with. Twitter's even talking about having video. Yeah. You know, their own video. So... I haven't got it rolled out to my account yet, but I know it's coming. So that's something else that's going to be interesting. Hmm. Um, Hootsuite, speaking of SoundCloud, Hootsuite actually has a SoundCloud app. (laughs) So you can actually listen uh, through SoundCloud. I mean, through Hootsuite. And and it's a free app, and you can just follow your favorite shows over there if you just uh-huh. want to scroll through the stream just to see who's okay. released a new episode. So, you know, there's just, you know, people have to just explore, you know. Uh, there's a community uh, on Google Plus that I'm one of the moderators of, and it's called Podcasting Technology Resources. Mm-hmm. And so if you're interested in podcasting, that's a place to hang out, and all the big podcasters hang out there like dave jackson Mm -hmm. from school of podcasting as he and i we chat quite a bit and he is going to be the head of podcasting at the new media expo Mm -hmm. in april so you know there's just so much out there and i i really want to encourage people not to get stuck with one platform and a lot of these tools are free Mm -hmm. there's there's a Oh, but there's one called Buzzsprout that I haven't even tried yet. But, you know, there's just so many tools out here that people are realizing the power of podcasting. And so there's been a lot of attention. But at the same time, there's some out there that I would avoid. And I would try to avoid any of these tools that just seem to have come out of nowhere and People want to talk about podcasts and they don't even have a podcast yet. Mm. So you got you got to be careful. So kind of stick to the ones that you just heard me mention. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the Lipson, the Blueberry, you know, SoundCloud, Audio Tools, Spreaker, 
And Stitcher, I, you know, when I Stitcher, you actually um, you don't actually upload your files no. to to Stitcher. And the same way, you don't actually upload your files to iTunes. No. You that's why you need Lipson because yep. Lipson will host the files and they'll give you a feed, and then you give that feed to iTunes. And so a lot of people they get hung up on some of the techie bits of yep. podcasting, but just the basics. That's it. Once you get your recording and you've got your MP3 file, and then you can go to Lipson, and if you have questions, they'll walk you through the process, but then they create a feed. Because the key thing about a podcast, and this is why it's different from YouTube, is the RSS feed. Mm. Now, you can get an RSS feed for your YouTube channel, but it's not a valid one that's recognized by iTunes. Mm. So iTunes kind of runs the show when it yep. comes to podcasting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's True. not good for iCat for iTunes, it's not really a podcast. Mm. And that doesn't mean now with with all that said, I don't want to ever discourage anybody. If you're just using SoundCloud or if you're just using some other app you found on your phone that's free, go ahead and do that to create the content, to get used to producing content and making your content better and making sure you add value every time you get on the mic that I, even though that may not be valid and it may not be a real podcast and it might not be iTunes specific work your way up take baby steps and work your way up that's that's great good very good advice so we'll wrap it up in in a bit here and say um how with this patreon thing again uh, to repeat that how uh, listeners and readers of fans of ego netcasts uh, how they could uh, get some extra material from you oh from my patreon from from my patreon yeah. which is yes patreon.com slash eileen <laughs> Uh, they can get, and in addition to access to my Udemy courses, I'll probably send other material over there as well. And it will also be like what people are looking for. You know, like uh, my other patron, he mentioned that uh, he has a client that needs some help in a specific area. So I'm going to be chatting with him. Hmm. So We'll see what people need because that's another benefit of being a patron on Patreon is that you can get your specific questions answered and your specific needs addressed. That way I'm not just putting stuff out there and not knowing if people really want that specific thing or not. That's very, it could be customer specific and and so on and due to your personality and so that's great and that conversation could uh, continue on facebook for example facebook.com forward slash ego podcast and uh, facebook.com forward slash ego netcast and i I will bounce uh, some ideas with you how you could have more interaction there because now i'm more like likes and i'm happy with that and i share my um, new episodes and so on but I've seen where the development on, on Facebook pages and like uh, like pages, but it's a bit challenged to have a thing going on because it's so much in the Facebook stream and feed 
Yes. It's, it's hard to catch up. So, and I don't, I mean, I have not mixed feelings, but I will continue with Google Plus, but I will take baby steps there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I will see what, what that could do. And if you have any tips on how you could build like a place for your fans, your listeners and fellow podcasters, uh, you're you more than welcome to, to give me um, a hint there, what, what I could do with that. I mean, right now I'm happy with spreading it through Twitter and other things. But even I go to LinkedIn and, and this kind of thing. Uh, but uh, want to continue conversation after people have listened to the episodes. So uh, that's what I'm thinking about loudly here. So, okay, and, good for you. Yeah, and they could go and listen to this episode on egonetcast.com. And as I said, you could reach out to me on Twitter on egonetcast. I have also, have you played around with that, with the speak pipe that you could leave a message? Uh, Yes, I have speak pipe. In fact, I've even incorporated that into my podcast and in my YouTube channel. People have left me messages and asked questions and I incorporate it into my videos. That's that's great. Then maybe Mm -hmm. we could test it out on each other's because Mm -hmm. I put that on my contact page. Uh, I don't think Mm -hmm. I will get uh, lots of amounts of people calling me on my answering machine on the internet i think but it's good to have that opportunity if people don't want to write an email or write on twitter they could uh, reach out and say something yeah and and because i'm well known for doing tutorials people always want to ask me questions and so i just tell them to go to my contact page or even if it's on twitter and they you know like someone just tweeted me Yesterday, I have never seen or heard this person before. They said, I was watching one of your YouTube videos, and I'm in the UK. Mm-hmm. When can we chat? Mm-hmm. I'm like, huh? Okay, first, I don't know you. Second of all, about what? What video? Yeah. <laughs> so I said, you know, and I, I could have, which I didn't get a chance to yet, just say, okay, leave me a message on SpeakPipe. Here's my SpeakPipe. And my SpeakPipe is just like Patreon, SpeakPipe.com slash Eileen, I-L-E-A-N-E. (laughs) And, you know, that way I can get a good idea of what it is you need. If I can help you, I will. Mm -hmm. If if I can't, I can probably point you in a direction of someone else who can. Yeah, that's that's a great tip. And... uh, Please uh, plug your sites where you are on the interwebs. And also, if you have any ending note or, or ID or shout out or uh, something like that. So, or yeah. as I said, somebody you want, you, you personally want to listen to in the future. And if you have any referral there or, or connection, you're welcome okay. to. Yeah, I would have to think about that. I could yep. email you afterwards about. Great. Um, yeah, because I'm not sure. Who you might be connected with that I know, yeah. <laughs> but I know we have a lot of of, of uh, peers in common. Yep. So yeah, but yeah, I, I would just advise people to just go. You can follow me on Twitter, and that's also I L E A N E Eileen on Twitter, and then you can find my Patreon right there, my Twitter bio, and also my blog is basicblogtips.com. Great. So thank you very much, Eileen, for, for the talk and the conversation. Enjoyed it very much. 
And uh, thank you. I did too. Yeah. Talk to you soon again. Okay. Thanks. Have Thanks. a good weekend. Yeah. Bye, Cheers. everyone. Bye.